Having a streamlined procurement process and a clear procurement strategy is essential to ensure your organization is able to meet its business goals, ranging from profitability to sustainability and more. This is Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement or how to buy consulting services. You'll get tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and managing the consulting. Tips and tricks from the pros. Let's do this. This is Smart Consulting Sourcing. And now your host, Ellen Lafitte. Hello and welcome back to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. I am Hélène, and today we'll be talking about the negotiation of consulting services. But before that, let me give you a recap of last week's podcast. I talked about the transformation of the management consulting market. The consulting industry in recent years was shaped by three major trends, digital transformation, technological disruption, and cultural shifts within the industry due to globalization. Right now, the future holds exciting promises as well. The expertise topics offered to clients expand and multiply even further in niche markets. The flexibility of the gig economy also brings to consulting firms and client organizations alike access to expert knowledge in a very short period. Consulting is growing beyond its initial boundaries and reshaping its offerings. Exciting time indeed. However, this week, I wanted to talk about what to do when you have only one week to negotiate. What to do if you were not involved in the previous steps of the process? What are the cost drivers for a project? Assuming all the previous steps of the process are fulfilled, and now we are left with just the negotiator terms with the consulting firm. Things to keep under consideration now are what are the key elements of value to you? What are the parts where you can be more flexible? Because you're looking for the best deal for you, and so does the consulting firm. So let's see how all of this can unfold in a successful way for everyone. As in many intangible services, almost everything in a consulting proposal is on the table for negotiation. Of course, you don't need to negotiate everything. When you decided what proposal had the best fit with your needs, you have identified parts that were good or excellent, and you probably want to keep them that way. The first step in the process is to understand how much value the project can bring you and measure the gap between the expected value and the price of your preferred proposal. You can start by building your payoff matrix, where you have two strategies, negotiating and non-negotiating. The consulting firm in return will adopt the same strategies. The value of the project dictates how and what you want to negotiate. Examine all the orders around the table and ensure alignment with the overall strategy and priorities of the project. For instance, If the expected value is tenfold the price of the project, is it worth your time negotiating the extra 5%? Shouldn't you focus on securing the consulting resources and the deliverable instead? You should not see the negotiation as a way to get the most advantageous contractual terms for your company or manage your liabilities. Make sure to foster the possibility of a win-win outcome. Winning in a negotiation does not mean the automatic fulfillment of the contractual terms and smashing the other party. It's about finding common ground that satisfies both sides. The key drivers, of course, for a consulting project are the scope, the casting, and the discount. The scope is the work to be done defined by the objectives, the deliverable, the milestones, and the timing. 
Casting, on the other hand, is who will work on the project and how much time they will work on their part. Lastly, the discount is at the discretion of the consulting firm. You can usually get a 10-15% from any consulting firm, even the very big ones. And sometimes you can get even more than that, as a consulting firm will be willing to make an extra effort if they have available resources and no project in the pipeline, or if they feel that there is potential for future projects. If they have visibility on further projects or a freight agreement, they can also offer a discount on volume. As I have personally worked on the negotiating terms with both the clients and the consultant, I'd like to let you guys in on a little secret about seasonality in consulting. The thing is, most of the work is done in the first nine months of the year, and firms often have some availability after that. The secret here is that salaries of the staff are already paid or accrued, and so any revenue is good to take. The clients can get excellent discount during this period. However, if you really want to reach an aggressive price reduction, you must reduce the scope in the casting. And that's where we recommend having a design-to-cost approach. It means that instead of going from the scope to the cost, we'll go from the cost to the scope. In other words, we define a scope that fits in the budget. The secret here is to go back to the original scope and classify the deliverable between must-have and nice-to-have. Now, sometimes a client would find it difficult to cut into their scope that project scope. So this phase has to be laid with stat. If you don't mind a little bit of theory, the concepts of BATNA and ZOPA can provide a useful framework to structure your approach. BATNA, or best alternative to a negotiating agreement, refers to the fallback option, or in other words, what to do if the current negotiation results in an impasse. For example, the XYZ's co-team has led a robust RFP process with three finalists, that remitted strong proposals. But the negotiation is stuck or ends with a no deal. For example, you have led a robust RFP process with three finalists that remitted strong proposals. But the negotiation is stuck on an, or ends with a no deal. But you know that John Doe Consulting, the second runner, will be a reliable alternative. That's your bet now. On the other hand, ZOPA is the zone of possible agreement. It is the zone in which your expectations and the consultant's expectations and the consultant's expectation for the project overlap, and you can find a satisfying agreement. Going back to negotiating at the last minute. When you're on such a short timeline, you need to be extremely focused. Your first action is to make sure the discussions with the consultants were covered with an ADA. I know, I know, it sounds obvious, but I've seen more than once a client handling confidential information to a consultant without signing an ADA first. When that's done, you can move to the scope. Since you don't have a lot of time on your hands, you must secure three things very quickly. The minimum acceptable scope, including deliverables, the alignment of all stakeholders, and the support of top management on the design-to-cost approach. It might be difficult, as I said before, for the project manager to reduce the initial scope, just like a geek is excited with the last iPhone and Android. But it doesn't mean you can afford it. I personally always buy the previous model because it does the job just as well and is less expensive. Well, that's the same idea. Proceed with stack to get the project sponsor and manager to accept the changes. You can then organize a working session with the consultants. You explain your constraints. If possible, give your target price. They're certainly able to build a proposal that answers most of your needs within your budget. When you have agreed on a final scope with both your internal stakeholders and consultants, you can start the commercial negotiations. 
you have then a few levers to play with. The first lever is the staffing of the team. Do you need all of them from day one to the last day? Maybe you can have a ramp up rundown. You can also ask for a cost breakdown, seniority of the staff, time of the project, etc. The second lever is the expert on the proposal. Screen the profiles. Are they relevant? Is there a good chance to use them? And finally, have a look at the out-of-pocket expenses to make sure they are reasonable. You can also play with the on-site remote elements when possible. Considering the very tight timing, you must work hand-in-hand with the internal stakeholders. You cannot afford to handle too many back and forth and show an embattled front to the consultants. And finally, make sure you are the only one talking to the consultants during this period. If you follow this simple plan, you can almost make a miracle, even with the prominent consulting firms. So negotiating with consulting firms is never easy, especially if you were not involved at the beginning of the process. First, you need to have an NDA agreement ready for the safe proceedings of the project. You also have to keep in mind the scope of the project just to know the differences between must-haves and nice-to-have values for the project. Most of the savings will come from the commercial gesture offered by the consulting firm, the reduction of the scope and the staffing. When you don't have a lot of time and an ambitious target, that's where you need to focus. And that marks the end of our podcast, folks. Next time, I'll talk about how to fail a consulting project. So stay tuned. Till then, stay safe and happy sourcing. And if you have other questions about how to negotiate with consulting firms, remember you can contact me directly on LinkedIn or by email because I'm always game for a chat. Bye and see you next week. Au revoir. You've been listening to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement and how to buy consulting services. Pro tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and manage it. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hit the website at consultingquest.com. Check out the blog at consulting.wiki and find the ebook Smart Consulting Sourcing, a step-by-step guide to getting the best ROI from your consulting. Available on Amazon and other online sellers. Find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. For questions and comments, send an email to ellen.lafitte at consultingquest.com. See you next time.